Huskies, I'm Andrew. And I'm Nicole. And welcome to The Howl, the student voice for our school of choice. We, the students of Humberview Secondary School, have come together to create this podcast as a means of highlighting some of the great opportunities and experiences that are available here at Humberview Secondary School. We're here to celebrate student success and student life here at Humberview, to entertain and to inform. We will be talking to staff and students and letting them tell us about their experiences in their own words. Today on our premiere episode, we are delighted to have Mr. Everett, the head of Humberview Secondary School's Specialist High Skills Major Program. The Transportation Program is our first SHISM, and this is the first in our three-part series on the exciting programs that Humberview offers. We also sit down with Ryan, a student member of the Humberview Varsity Football Team who is here to tell us a bit about Friday Night Lights. And finally, Mr. Cockell gets to learn a bit about Snapchat that students are all messing around with. So enjoy the show, Huskies. And we will be back at the end of the show for our howl-outs. Hi there, Home Review. So we're here with uh, Mr. Everett, who is the head of the tech and transportation schism. And we're just here to go and ask him a few questions about the Specialist High School's major for transportation and technology. Hi, how are you? I'm good today. How are you? Hey, thank you for being on our show. No problem. It's my pleasure. All right. So our first question for you is uh, basically, what is the tech schism? So basically, about 12 years ago, the Ministry of Education started off with a specialist high skills major program. There were six sections, and basically construction, manufacturing, transportation. It really was a technology-driven program, and it was intended to be a re-engagement program. For students who weren't really into school, it gave them a focus. So they realized after 12 years, it's evolved into 19 sections, and it's actually right across the board, academic all the way to tech. So ours is a focus on transportation, and we've actually teamed it up with a manufacturing program. So students get to do really neat things as far as certifications, they get to go on field trips, they get to do all kinds of extra activities, which is really where they're interested in after they leave high school. Luca, do you have any problems? I'm right here in the studio with my co-host, Luca. I'm sorry, I forgot to mention he was here. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> I have a question that's been on my mind here. So. If you're not, if you're someone who's not into school that much, but you love this kind of schism stuff and you take it all throughout school, what, what kind of jobs can you expect to get in the future if you if you really want to go all out in this kind of schism stuff? Well, the neat thing is we have three special high skills major programs. Okay, so today I'll just talk about ours, the transportation. Um, so anything to do with land, air, sea, space transportation. So if you want to be a bus driver, this is going to help you. If you want to be an auto mechanic, it's going to help you. At the end of the day, you come out enriched into this sector. And so if you're just doing a job interview, they might put you ahead. If you're going to a college, they might accept you because you have the red seal. And what I mean by red seal is you get a diploma with actually a special red seal on it. So it's the only program in Ontario that gives you a different diploma, which is pretty cool. It gives the students a leading edge. Sounds nice. It is. Uh, so what ma materials learned through this program, uh, how do they translate into uh, college or university level courses? So ours is focused on all four pathways. Okay, So all specialist high skills major programs have to. So what we've done is instead of just keeping it transportation, which really is towards the apprenticeship pathway, we've married it with the manufacturing pathway as well. So therefore we brought engineering in and then we brought robotics in and then we brought in design as well. 
So the university-bound students are more geared towards the robotics, the engineering side of the program, where our hands-on learners are geared towards the transportation automotive side. So ours is quite diverse, and we're hitting all four pathways, which we're kind of proud about. Yeah, that's really neat. Hmm. Um, oh, I, I got one. Yeah. So if you got a guy who comes up to you... Or a girl. Yeah, we have both guys and girls, man. <laughs> Go we're <on>. everywhere. Exactly. <laughs> now... If they tell you that they want to be an engineer, they want to be a car mechanic in their in the future, what kind of advice would you give to someone who tells you that? I would basically say if you want to be an engineer, my father's an engineer, he actually designed airplane wings for McDonnell Douglas. Very cool. cool, smart guy. But he was also a gearhead. And awesome. the only good engineers are the ones that know how to twist a wrench. You can't be designing things and building things if you don't know how to fix things. Right? So if you want to be an engineer, be a mechanic too. Or vice versa really hard to be both up front so pick one of the pick one of the careers and if you ever want to branch over to the next one it, it's very feasible you can do that hmm. all right so uh, what sort of people do you think tend to enjoy this program the most to be honest with you since we serve all four pathways we have the disengaged students who need to be uh, let's say lit up all the way to the students who are driven and focused and they know that this is good for them so we have every walk of life taking the program. So this is just a program for everyone. You better believe it. Everyone. And that's what the ministry wants. They want all four pathways recognized, which is exactly what the program does. All right. Yeah. Sounds great. Yeah. It is. Now, what kind of benefits would a student get if they were to take this? Like, if they were to complete the program and then graduate, what kind of things would this add? Like, would it just look nice on a resume or... Um, and besides, like, special diploma. Yeah. So the really neat thing is it's an enrichment program. So a student will get certification training. And so our specialist high skills major, we offer first aid, health and um, basic health and safety. Some years we do fall arrest. Some years we do lockout, tagout. There's really a host of certification training. So right off the bat, they've got seven certifications in some form of aspect, which puts them ahead right off the bat. And then they get their reach ahead experiences. So they get to visit colleges, universities, if they're bound. We go to car shows. One year we actually ran a car show at the International Center. Oh, that's cool. It is, yeah. That's so really cool. They were a part of actually running a booth. And you can put that on your resume. And all of a sudden you've now got a conversation piece in front of a future employer, hopefully. And, and they just kind of stand apart. Right. Yeah. So what sort of real world sort of skills do students get when they participate in this program? So the entire program really is all about the real world. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about all employability skills. So being reliable. What does it mean to have a work ethic? Being on time. Mm -hmm. You know, being accountable for what you do. It's preparing them to, to leave here to go straight to the workplace or go to straight to an apprenticeship or go to college university. It all mm -hmm. ties together. Now, I know we're asking about schism here, but I really, I'd really like to know about you. So what made you want to have this kind of job? To get into teaching in general? No, what, what or into specialist technology? High yeah, 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 technology there specifically. So to go back, rewind a lot of years now, probably thirty. I always wanted to be an auto mechanic. Okay, so this is typically back then, especially it was geared towards people who couldn't do school, or I could do school. I chose to be an auto mechanic, but I also chose to be an auto mechanic and then leave it early. So I was actually going to go into firefighting, believe it or not, or own my own shop. So I became a licensed auto mechanic at the age of twenty. And the funny thing is, I used to compare paychecks with my dad, who was an engineer, which I've already mentioned, and my paychecks were greater than his. As an auto mechanic at 20 years old, it was actually pretty good. So it was a hard trade to leave. 
So when I was about 23 or so, I decided to start applying to be a firefighter full-time and at the same time apply to be a teacher because I love talking about cars and I love talking about anything tech. So then uh, teaching pretty much happened immediately. Mm -hmm. I accepted a U of T and then got my teacher's uh, mm -hmm. certificate and I've been teaching ever since. Mm -hmm. Ironically enough, two years later, they opened up the volunteer fire hall <laughs> and I've been a volunteer firefighter for almost 20 years too. Oh, wow. Yeah, pretty cool. So we yeah. got the best of both worlds. So, what's your favorite lesson in this program? Oh, safety. Safety? All about safety. Yeah. Yeah, everything safety. Safety, tool training, you name it. If it's safe, then I'm into it. That's, that's my passion. So I found out when teachers get into the gig, they, they find out what are they really here for. I found out years ago my thing here is to teach students how to work safely and be safe and represent themselves at the workplace in safety. Great. Yeah. Last question, probably most important question. What sort of time, sort of commitments are there schedule-wise? So as far as this program, it's a two-year program. It's in grade 11 and 12. And the students in grade 10 really have to start thinking about it. So we do our promotions, we do our assemblies, and, and get people thinking about it. So in grade 11, you are pulled out of the classroom a, a few times. I bet you over the two years, maybe half a dozen times. Right? So as far as it just being a bunch of extra work, it's not. It's just a different set of work. Okay, so you do something called a CLA, a contextualized learning activity, and you get to do it in English, math, and science. There's also a business one if you want. So that's just a, a, an enriched activity inside their grade 11 or 12 program. And so let's just say it's an automotive one. Um, instead of writing about Julia Caesar, they might get into and write about Ford, Henry Ford, and do a biography on that. And therefore it ties into the industry. And so that would be a CLA. So that's not more work, it's just different work. Yeah. And it makes a connection into where they're actually going to leave. Yes, but aren't there also sort of mandatory courses they have to take? So how many of those? Yeah, so there's there's groups or bundles of courses. Yeah. yeah but there's not extra ones. Oh. So you have four majors that you have mm -hmm. to take. In mind specifically, it would typically be two, uh, sorry, four automotive. But we've teamed it with manufacturing, like I've said. So there's two auto and two manufacturing. But now we've also teamed it up where they can have a choice of take a robotics or take a design. So it's really still four tech courses. Mm -hmm. But then they've still got to do their traditional math, business, science, English, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So there really isn't any extra mm -hmm. courses. There's just a bundle of courses that they need to stick with yeah. to, to finish the program. So there's a bundle of five courses? Bundle of four majors. Four majors yeah. and then a fifth one? Optional? No, 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 they can take more if they want, but they All have right. to get the four majors yeah, in. The four majors? And then there's other courses that just tie back to, which is just like a regular diploma. There's no okay. extra credits. But the one thing that is extra, they have to take co-op. Oh. Yeah, and it doesn't, it doesn't have to be four-credit co-op. It can be two-credit co-op. And two-credit co-op, most of the students, they get in the summertime in a, in a six-week program. What sort of co-op jobs are there? Oh, you name it. We have everything. Everything mm -hmm. from a helicopter training school in Bolton. Yeah, all the way to the regular garage, to a motorcycle garage, to trucking coach. Yeah. We, are, we actually have an excellent co-op database for any specialist high schools major, or any student for that matter. Yeah, sounds yeah. like fun. Yeah, sounds yeah. great. <laughs> well, I have another question here. So, if you're inter interested in this kind of program, how, how would you join? Is it a course? Is it something, an extracurricular? Like, tell me. Yeah, so the best thing is, in grade 10, we have assemblies every year, and they're great assemblies, and course opportunities. So we do a 10-minute assembly and presentation on specialist high skills majors. And so at that point, either you're interested or you're not. We're hoping that you are interested. And so we finish off by saying, go to the guidance department, grab an application, and fill it out today. Because tomorrow's not good. Do it today. So why wait to tomorrow for what you can do today? 
So fill the application out. It then goes through the lead teacher, in this case me for the transportation specialist high schools major. And uh, we sit down, we have a talk with the student to see if they're interested and see if it's something that they want to do. So it really is a simple application process. There's a couple of questions, a couple of about things about what you're into, what you're interested in, what you've done. And you have to take it home and get your parents' permission and get that signed off. And then uh, we accept you. So right. if I sign something that tells me what I'm into, does will that reflect in the program? Oh, for sure, 100%. Yeah. You have to be interested in the sector. So if you come and say, look, I'm really interested in health and wellness, and I want to be a vet, and this is what I want to do, I'm probably going to steer you towards one of our other specialist high skills majors. Yeah. You guys will probably have a show on that as well. But uh, So this is more towards anything transportation, apprenticeship, mm -hmm. manufacturing, robotics, engineering, those kind of interests. All right, so I think that's it, unless you mm. have some, anything else to add. No, I think nope, we're done. Not this well, thank you so much, Mr. Everett, for coming on down and talking with us all about uh, the transportation and uh, technology schism. Um, yeah. Well, i got to thank you for having us here, and uh, we're all about promotion, mm -hmm. and you guys doing this helps us out a lot, yeah. and so we really like to get the word out and let everybody know about our specialist high skills major. Yeah, well, yeah. We hope now that maybe some people will want to join. Yeah, it sounds really cool. I can't think of why anyone wouldn't want to join. I don't know. It's a good opportunity. <laughs> Great. Thanks right. a lot. In a world where robotics and football join forces, introducing the Robo Football Player. Tell me, aspiring athletes, are you tired of concussion after concussion? Just pick up your phone with the downloaded app and take command of your own personalized player. They're so good at football, there won't even be a point to watch. But we still want you to, because, you know, money. So... To order now, just call 1-800-COMPLETELY-LEGITIMATE-COMPANY-NUMBER to get your own football player today. Hi, so uh, I'm Tatum and... I'm Andrew. And we're here today with uh, Ryan. He was a football player at Friday Night Lights, which was uh, Friday the 13th of October last week. Yes, very spooky <laughs> out there. So yeah, we're just going to ask Ryan a few questions about the event and whatnot, so... Well, how are you doing, Ryan? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. <laughs> I'm terrific, too. Thanks for asking. <laughs> um, so, uh, what's Friday Night Lights? Just sort of sum it up. During our football season, pretty much another regular game, except it's played at Chinkuzi. And it's called Friday Night Lights because it's played on a Friday, it's played at night, and it's played under the lights at Chinkuzi. That is so clever. Hmm. I really, I, I, I love that. Why does it happen at the beginning of the year, like not later in when it's all like, ah, football, love it. Well, because at our school, football is a fall sport. Yeah. And because the school year starts in the fall, generally fall sport means it's the beginning of the year. Okay. So, so uh, why is it such a big, important event? It's just a way for everybody to connect us and meet up and watch something together. Sort of like a classic team thing. United like a stereotypical stand. whole nine yards. <laughs> How do the team do in terms of cooperation? I think in any team sport, cooperation is a key part. Yeah. And considering we won the game, I'd say our cooperation was pretty good. Oh, oh you're jumping ahead of us. We actually had a question, which was who won. So I well, guess it was us. Of course it was Huskies. <laughs> Naturally, we're just so good. Oh, uh, extremely good. What was sort of the new Humberview athletic talent that you sort of noticed out there in the game? Oh, well, our quarterback, Trevor, um, grade 11. Yeah, I know him. We yeah. know him. This is third year playing. So his first two years he was on the bench. This year he got to start at quarterback, 
And in that game, he played really well. He threw for three touchdowns. Wow. Was pretty accurate during That's, the game. Uh, who was this team that you guys utterly destroyed? <laughs> Harold M. Brathwaite. Wow. Yeah. So where does the money for the tickets go? Uh, Mr. Lane has told us that the money is going to go towards our athletic program here at Humberview. That's great. What was the score of the game? 32 to nothing. To nothing. Oh, they got demolished. You, how long have you been on the team? Uh, this is my third year playing. Second third year starting, yeah, I started grade 10. So you're in grade 12 now? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. What kind of buzz does it get around in the school? Well, I was one of the people helping sell tickets at lunch, mm-hmm. and we ended up selling over 250 tickets. Whoa. So I'd say a yeah, fair that's, amount of buzz. That's a lot really of people. Good. What position do you play? The thing about me on our team is... I kind of play like everywhere on the offense. Oh, you're one of those players. Yeah. On offense. So, yeah. So oh. nothing as long as on you're defense. Being nothing offensive. on defense. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. I played quarterback, slot back, wide receiver, fullback, running back, I'm the kicker and I'm the punter for the Oh, team. not so, bad. So you're like the backbone of the team. Very important. I and tried. how, yeah. how was Shin as a venue? Oh, it was awesome. Compared to like our field here at Humberview and like other schools' fields, you have turf instead of actual grass, so it's a lot nicer to run on. You got a huge scoreboard there. Way more seating room. Like, the bleachers are just huge compared to here. Yeah, it just feels a lot more real playing yeah, on that field. that must really make a difference. Feel mm-hmm. a lot more, you know, amped up and more yeah. dedicated in that game. Way more of an experience playing there than it is playing here. Yeah, because here it's like whatever, and especially at night with all the cheering fans, mm-hmm. yeah. An opportunity for us to play against... A larger crowd than we usually do. So you mentioned that you played a lot of positions. Mm. Out of those, what's your favorite, or just your favorite position uh, in general? I'd probably have to say wide receiver, because mm. just the feeling you get like when you go up and you come down at the ball after your quarterback throws it to you is just... Yeah, I could imagine that feeling. <laughs> there was a bunch of other teams sort of showing up, like cheerleaders and such. In your opinion, how did they do? Yeah, well, how are the cheerleaders, <laughs> Ryan? <laughs> because I'm on the field, I can't really look at them and like, get distracted too much. <laughs> Gotta keep your head in game, Ryan. <laughs> and during halftime, like, we're in the change room, we're not out, so we can't see, like, the halftime show, but I heard really good things about it. Yep. Oh, yeah, like, really good things. People enjoyed it. Yeah, they, they're very talented ladies. Yes, mm-hmm. I'm sure everyone enjoyed that show. Um, was there any other teams sort of doing, uh, you know, presenting there? Do clubs count, too? Yeah, sure. Everything Tell counts. us about the clubs, yeah. yeah. SAC helped out. They were taking pictures for the yearbook and taking videos and all that kind of stuff. Other than that, I'm not really sure. I heard the Husky mascot was there at the game. Huskaroo himself? Hus- Hus- Huskaroo. The Huskaroo. Yeah, who was um who was Huskaroo today, yesterday? It's a mystery. It's a mystery? We, we can't tell you. <laughs> oh. oh. It's classified. It's a true they seal Huskaroo's identity in an envelope and send it to Fort Knox, so it's safeguarded. Yeah, yeah. it's true. Yeah. Nobody's allowed to find it. I think that's uh, all we have for you today, Ryan. Thank you very yeah. much for... Coming in and enlightening us and lighting us on Friday Night Lights. Ah. Uh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're always, super welcome. Always a pleasure. Come, always come coming Come by on. every... Sometimes. Yeah, I'll right? definitely come by and say hi. I love you. Hello, I'm uh, Mr. Kakel, and I am a teacher at Humberview Secondary, and I had this crazy idea of having a podcast that would be started here, because I figured that it would be a good way to reconnect with the youth of today. And to that end, I have Tatum here with me, who is going to explain to me about how old I am. Uh, Specifically, she's going to tell me a little bit about a thing called Snapchat. Hi, Tatum. 
Hey, and Mr. Cartel, you're only as old as you think you are. Uh, we're only as old as the audience thinks I am, at least for the purpose of this podcast. So, uh, t- tell me, Tatum, Snapchat. Now, I do have it on my phone, but I have a feeling that I don't get it, because I never use it, and I think I used it a couple of times to talk with one of my colleagues back in the day, but I have a feeling that it's being used an awful lot in my classes. It probably is, Mr. Cockell. I'm sure you probably figured it out, but Snapchat is a messaging app that uses uh, pictures as the main sort of format to send messages. Um, many of the, You can add captions and draw things on the pictures, and what I really find appealing about it is it's a really great way to sort of send sort of visual jokes and visual information to my friends very quickly without having them there. Now, the innovation of Snapchat is the pictures aren't permanent, right? Is that the idea? Yes. Um, with Snapchat, uh, pictures and text, because there's also a messaging text feature, they uh, don't last longer than 24 hours. So, yes. It's so they don't disappear instantly. They just uh, appear and you can only access them for a limited amount of time. Yeah, a limited amount of time. I really like that sort of feature with the text uh, texting. Because, you know, in group chats, when you have so many people responding, you don't want to flip through, like, a hundred messages that you got two months ago. You want to know what happened today. And I really like that, because when I just need to uh, catch up on a group chat that I have been absent for, I can just, you know, flip through, read what's most recently been happening, and understand what's going on. So, like, it's a visual medium, though, right? So, yes. like the, Yes. How long would you normally spend going through something like Snapchat? how much of your time is being taken up with something like this? Is it just a cursory thing? or Again, it depends on the person. Uh, for example, people like you and me, we don't use Snapchat a lot. We just sort of use it sometimes, you know, just to get in touch with someone, you know, to send a funny picture. This joke is a little funny. But I see a bunch of people using it so much. Um, people who just live on it, like some of my friends... Uh, I think mainly what they're doing is they're trying to keep up with their streaks, which is a feature on Snapchat, which is... Their what? Streaks, which is uh, how many sort of days in a row pictures have been exchanged between two people. It's sort of like saying, hey... It keeps track of that sort of thing? Yeah, it keeps track of that. Like, if you had three days in a row, you just sent pictures back and forth with someone, you got a fire next to their name and a three saying that you've been in touch for three days. That's ingenious. So it, like, practically guilts you into keeping up your friendships by, yes, it uh, does. by requiring that. That's fascinating. Uh, yes. So here's the here's something that as a, an old person uh, the, that I concern myself with when it comes to Snapchat is I've always looked at it slightly askance because of the potential for bullying yeah. that this sort of uh, thing can have. Can you talk a little bit about that? Like, is this something, should I be really, you know, upset when I see flashes go off in my classroom because I know people are using Snapchat. I don't I want I don't want to overreact to that yeah. sort of thing, but I do want to think about yeah. whether or not that's a problem. Of course, bullying in any form is a problem. Like it's it's not like Snapchat is impermeable to bullying, like every single sort of messaging social media, it is at risk of having someone bullied on there. I'm fortunate enough to not have that sort of experience on there. But I think it's really important for, like, the students listening 
and for like any students to know that if something like this is going down, they need to talk to you as as a teacher. You can never be certain. In terms of the technology, though, uh, like the picture is around for 24 hours yes. or so. So if a student got an inappropriate uh, picture or something, they kind of have to deal with it within 24 hours or I'm never going to see that again? Or is there something else? What I recommend for every student is it is possible to screenshot and save pictures in Snapchat and text too. So if you think something's going on, screenshot it. You, it will alert the person in text that you screenshotted something, but if something's really going on, it's really important to have those things. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like, if people feel like they wanted to at least have that option, they need to make sure that they save the evidence, so to speak. Yes, definitely. Uh, I mean, it's not like you won't necessarily be believed, but you want to make sure that you have that as, a, yeah, uh, as something that you can show a caring adult, yes. like myself. I'm so old. <laughs> so, uh, now, this is something that I, uh, I've been seeing uh, around the school, though. There's something, something about geo... Geo filters. Geo filters. Can yes. you tell me a little bit about that? All right. So, it's you take pictures. It's a, a photographic medium. There's going to be filters. So, Snapchat, um, there's many feature options. Like, they have these special facial recognition fe- um, filters. Um, but the one we're talking about is geo filters, which sort of connects to, like, the IP address or the location of your phone. And it sort of has, like, a... A filter with sort of a banner sort of telling you about you know the place you're in or the adventure at and what snapchat does is they allow people to make their own geo filters i looked it up that um you can make a geo filter uh, re- uh, relating to a location or a geo filter relating to an event like a birthday or a wedding like there's so many options. You can just look up snap how to make Snapchat geo filters on Google, and you can find it at Snapchat. And it's my website. understanding that someone around here has done this. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Um, I think I remember. Uh, I'm not sure if it was Frizza and Nick or their opponents last year, but anyways, last year's the uh, SAC. I yes, think we can say yes. Uh, last year's SAC uh, student body election. Um, th- one of the candidates had a Snapchat filter for their campaign mm-hmm. okay and uh as such we uh we now have something of a contest going on is that what's going yes, on yes we do we do um so home review is looking to get a geo filter so that when you snapchat at the school you know can send it to your friends for like yeah so let's say you're at like winterlude or a home game yeah or maybe even club meetings, like club events. I know the green team does a bunch of stuff around the school, like planting. Mm-hmm. And they would be able to use this filter to sort of yeah. uh, tag, the, tag the, 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 school. The, sh- the school into their shots. Yes. Cool. Yeah. All right. So, well, I feel younger already. And thank you very much for coming in and telling me a little bit about Snapchat. Oh, my pleasure. All right. our show huskies as always i hope we've given you a bit more to howl about as always we would like to end off our episode with our howl outs to all our peers and educators in the peel district school board that made this broadcast possible thank you to mr everett and ryan for being our guests this week and thank you to our pack mates luca ryan and tatum for asking all the right questions 
Thanks to Mr. Cockell and Grant, our producers, and to the rest of our pack. This week, we would like to give a special howl out to our friends at the Empowering Modern Learners podcast, who gave us a shout out on their second episode, and whom we wish all the best. You can learn more at modernlearners.ca, and we hope you do. The Howl is a product of the Peel District School Board and Humberview Secondary School. We'll be back soon with our second episode, but for now, you can join the conversation at humberviewhowl.com or send us your questions and comments at feedback at humberviewhowl.com or check out our Instagram feed at dhowl period underscore. <laughs> we look forward to hearing from you. So for this week, I'm Nicole. And I'm Andrew. Keep howling!